Hi, I'm David Jackson and welcome to my podcast, D-Time, a personal project of mine where I simply share what I'm learning in life spiritually as a Christian, husband, father, and human. Each episode you'll hear from myself and I'll also sit down with a guest and talk about various topics and get their insights as well. Life is all about learning and I love learning from other people and seeing what sparks come from discussions on everyday topics. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to D-Time, Season 1, Episode 40. Uh, Today's episode is entitled Neighborhood Watch. And what do I mean by that? I don't mean, you know, the standard neighborhood watch where you're you're keeping a lookout for crime. But uh, I wanted to talk about a a subject that, you know, maybe gets talked about or maybe you've thought about it. And something that uh, I've thought about a lot, especially moving to Seattle and, and the climate here. You know, we've all heard the the term, or maybe not, at least here in Seattle, you know, you hear the term Seattle freeze, where it can be really hard to build relationships and, and to, you know, increase your circle of friends or or acquaintances. And, you know, I wanted to get some insight into, you know, how can we as individuals and as Christians, how can we impact our neighborhoods? How can we get involved, you know, around, where we live, you know, with my wife and I, we have three young kids, two of them in school right now. And one of the ways that that we wanted to try to get involved is by joining the PTA, you know, getting around other people. And it's been very, very interesting just uh, in that experience with the PTA. You know, um, I don't know for those listening, if you're in the PTA or if you have experience with that, but <laughs> here it seems very political. Um, it can be challenging really to kind of break into those uh, circles or, or, you know, kind of build relationships within your community, within your neighborhood. And so I wanted to talk to someone who who is really, really good at this. Her name is Selena uh, Carciotis. And part two, I'm going to sit down with her. She does an amazing job of really getting involved wherever she is. You know, she's uh, a great advocate uh, for her in the community. Uh, she does a lot of work. You know, with the nonprofit uh, Catholic Community Services, and uh, she's just really good at really getting in the, in the community and really, um, you know, getting her hands uh, dirty, so so to speak, for lack of a better word. And um, I wanted to kind of pick her brain and see, you know, get her thoughts on that uh, topic and you know some things that maybe we can do to kind of get more involved in our community because especially especially as uh, Christians, if we're not around people, if we're not doing all we can to really uh, let our faith be shown through our deeds and how we how we act and carry ourselves, then we're doing a real disservice. And so I think it's very important to to be involved in your community, be involved of where and where you're at to get around more people, and not stick to the you know same circle of influence, circle of friends. And so I'm excited for you guys to hear what she has to say, and to learn from her some tips and tricks on on what she does and what motivates her to really be involved. In, the, in uh, her neighborhood, in her community. And so please stick around for part two. Um, please uh, like, subscribe, rate this podcast. Send any, any questions on social media, at Twitter and Instagram at D-Time Podcast, or send us an email with your thoughts, comments, or suggestions at dtimepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what, what are some things that you do to get involved in your community? What are some things that have helped you Uh, What are some challenges that you may have faced in doing so? I want to hear from those uh, listening and um, hopefully we can learn from one another. So thanks for listening to part one of uh, D-Time and stick around for part two with my conversation with Selena. Peace.
Hello, welcome back to D-Time, Season 1, Episode 40, Neighborhood Watch. I'm here with Selena Carciotis. Selena, thank you so much for joining me today on D-Time. No, thank you for having me. Awesome. So before we dive into the topic, I was hoping you could take a couple minutes to uh, just introduce yourself to those that are listening. So, um, yeah, I'd love to. I am a um, Seattleite, I guess is what you'd call it. Um, I've lived here for the last 28 years. And I actually never thought I would be living here for 28 years, but um, I found myself here after college back here. And I've lived in neighborhoods throughout the city. And in the last 10 years, really, is when I became um, really interested in making this, making my community uh, someplace that I was proud to live and not just a place that I thought I wasn't going to be and ended up being. So I work now in um, at a shelter for families who are experiencing homelessness, and I also am a consultant for um, public works works projects, specifically for the City of Seattle Department of Transportation. Awesome, awesome. So uh, I was wondering, um, what got you started on your career path? Um, well, so since this is about neighborhoods, I'm going to talk about the Department of Neighborhoods awesome. and the neighborhood planning aspect of it. What really got me started was just looking around and seeing things that were wrong in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. and wanting to make them right. And also just noticing that there was a lack of um, community or wanting to wanting to really build more unity and get people behind uh, certain projects. One of the first things that I was interested in doing was fixing a corner uh, which was behind one of the biggest grocery store plazas that everybody in the neighborhood Crown Hill went to because this corner was called Dead Man's Curve. It was, there were no, car, all the cars went around the corner and on this corner also were uh, wheelchairs because there was a large assisted living home there that houses veterans. And everybody in the neighborhood knew that this was an issue. And, you know, we all drove by it and a lot of people almost hit people in wheelchairs, and a lot of us thought, geez, that's really dangerous. <laughs> but when when I saw that, you know, this is just, their city started to do some work on a nearby road, and I thought, you know what, I've lived here for long enough, and this has got to change. Something needs to change. And so I just, um, I looked online, I literally went to the city of Seattle's website, and I typed in neighborhoods, <laughs> and I found out where the neighborhood meetings were, and I went down there and I talked about, I said, you know, hey, doesn't anybody, um, is anybody doing anything about the project, the road project up in North Seattle? And a couple people said, oh, yeah, we know about that. I said, well, let's try to see if we can get together and meet up with some of the people from the city and get a little bit more money, and then we can make this a safer street for everybody. So that was really the beginning, and then once that project was finished, then more just kind of came down the road from that so oh wow that's awesome so um you saw something that needed to be changed you got involved uh that's pretty cool so from from your experience from we just got started to now what would you say is the most important thing about your work um i think the most important thing is really building a broad base of support which is what makes it possible to affect change and what is also what also makes it possible to have change make a difference for people 
And that means not just going and going to a meeting and talking about how important it is for me, but really going out there and meeting people where they are, walking around the community, seeing who's out there who might not come to meetings, for example, people in wheelchairs, um, people who don't speak English, and seeing how they're affected by areas of the community or how they could be. Maybe they want to be more involved and trying to get things going so that you can bring them into the fold as well. Um, and I also think that um, being humble, I really, this really, the whole neighborhood, um, being involved in the neighborhood really taught me a lot about being humble um, mm-hmm. because I came from college and at college, you know, you're, you're a college student and you're really excited about everything. You know, you've, you've done your research and you get up and make a presentation and everyone's like, wow, that's so innovative. You're so clever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work <laughs> in right. neighborhoods because you're talking to a large um, swath of people. Some people have lived there for, for you know, 50 some years and they don't want a youngin coming in and telling them what to do. A lot of people have also worked really hard on trying to make things better in the community. Um, there's mm-hmm. a scripture in the Bible specifically. It's in um, James 4, 6. It says, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. And mm. that really speaks to something that I, I learned in neighborhood, getting involved in the neighborhood, because there are people that come to neighborhood meetings who are proud, you know, and they'll get up mm. and they'll stand up and they'll start ranting about what's the city's done wrong here and how, how come you haven't done this. But um, at the end of the day, what the, what the city wants and what the community wants are really the same thing. They want to see mm-hmm. things improved. And the city, um, I'm using the city as an example here because these are all things I've done in the city. It could right. be the county or wherever. Um, and the city wants to work with people. They want to be work with people who are humble, who have the, uh, who can listen. They want to go to a community meeting and feel like they're welcomed. They don't want to go to a community meeting where everyone's stomping around and yelling. <laughs> and Again, as a young person, there's a lot to be said for just being quiet mm. <laughs> and letting other people talk about what they've done. Because there's people don't like to have the wheel reinvented. Most mm. of the time, a lot of people have thought about these issues. And so trying to really um, build, uh, build a broad base of support and also to um, that really is what gets people excited and what helps the project be a success. Oh, that's great. Now, you know, I would imagine that, you know, I talked to in the first part of the episode about, you know, being involved or getting involved in community is something that I know, you know, there's not a total buy-in from everyone in the community, which can be a challenge, but for you and um, speaking to the people that may have that mindset, um, that it's not important, you know, why, why is, is it important to get involved in your neighborhood or your community? Um, it's important to be involved in your community because you live there. Yeah. Um, and, and if you want to have a place that you are proud to live and you don't, um, you have a say in where you're living, then it's important to be involved. And there's different levels of involvement that you don't have to be, um, going to every single meeting and, and, working on grants in order to make, you know, capital improvements, but there are other ways of getting involved. There's, there are community centers. I was on the Loyal Heights Community Center Advisory Council, and that was really just, a, not just, but that a lot of that was about 
um, families. And so that was, we did a lot of like Easter egg hunts. And if you have kids, that's a great way of getting involved because basically what you get mm-hmm. to do is you get to plan the Easter egg hunt <laughs> and then you bring your kids. Yeah. Um, and the people, other people on the advisory council were really understanding about time and it, there wasn't a lot of pressure to be there. And, and there were certainly not um, the, the anger or the, not the anger, but the diversity of opinions at the advisory council. It was kind of the same people all the time. You know, another thing you can do is just go to the community meetings that there are if there's something happening. Because you just want to, it's important to be involved because it's where you live. And we all want to mm-hmm. be proud of where we live. And if we all, you know, take pride in, in where we're living, then we're going to make it a better place. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, before I started my classes, um, I um, was on an advisory council here in our neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting and cool to see the the different levels of involvement in the community, um, kind of like you mentioned. So, you know, you explained a little bit, but for for someone who, you know, maybe wants to get more involved in their community or just involved in general, uh, what advice would you give someone who, you know, who's wanting to to get more involved? Um, I would honestly, I would say the best thing to do is go online to the city website or the, and type in neighborhoods and see what comes up. Because usually the city will have a whole list of neighborhood organizations. You know, on the other hand, if you're not looking at neighborhoods, if you have, you know, if you're involved in, you know, at the college level, then, you know, go to the college website and type in, I don't know, community or clubs or something it's it's kind of a good idea to start at the top and go you know from the top down rather than just going to you know going to your neighbors and saying hey what are you doing you know what are you involved in because Mm -hmm. if you start at the top and work your way down then you really are going to build a broader base of you know involvement that way you're not just you're not just getting you're not just reaching your next door neighbor, but, you know, you're reaching the interests of somebody maybe, you know, seven or eight blocks away whom you maybe never would have, you definitely would have never met before, but you are going to meet them through um, a kind of a top-down um, organization. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes okay. complete sense. That's great. Um now, I always ask uh, everyone that I've sat down with the same question, and it doesn't have to necessarily do with with this topic, but for you, what's the best piece of advice that someone has given you? Or if you, you know, if you don't have a top, maybe the, the most recent good advice that someone shared. Um, don't reinvent the wheel. <laughs> don't try to reinvent the wheel and yeah. be a good listener. Um, those are the two two big things I think and that always helps I mean I started on a security subcommittee now at my condo association and this is the first time they've ever had a committee on the homeowners association and I tell you this is this is all about listening basically that's (laughs) 90% of what I do is listen and I might think I've got a better idea than some of the people there but it it goes so much further if I just listen and then try to think of a way of making what I'm going to suggest work with what other people have already tried to say. 
So mm. trying not to, you know, reinvent what's already other people have already thought of and, and just sitting back and listening. That's Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Um well Selena, thank you so much for dropping knowledge and some very, very insightful tips on being more involved. Uh, for those that are listening, if you're wanting to get more involved in your community or challenge, feel free to, to contact us at D time podcast on Twitter and Instagram and D time podcast at gmail.com. Um, can share tips or tricks that will even get you connected with Selena so she, she can drop some more knowledge, uh, with everyone. But Selena, thank you so much for, uh, taking the time out and chatting with me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for joining me for D-Time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If there's a topic that you'd like discussed, you can leave suggestions in the comments or follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at D-Time Podcast. See you next time.